All right. Let's see if we're live. Are we live? Oh, awesome. Okay, okay, okay. I'll explain in a second what I'm doing and why I'm doing this. Okay. So. Just organizing some of the windows. Chat. Pop out. Yay. Here we go. All right, everybody. So basically what happened is I haven't seen the card yet. UFC 281. Now that's because I do live uh, in Europe and here it was like at 3 or 4 in the morning. So you basically have to stay up all the way, which sometimes I'm able to do. Sometimes, you know, just life happens and you're not able to do. Therefore, I'm, I'm like, well, I'm gonna watch the card anyway, so I might as well just film the reactions uh, and everything else, you know, make some good content out there. So, and I know that other Europeans as well watch the card the day after. So if you just happens to to see this, then you know you're able to sync it and watch it with me. And if not, you know, you can watch it uh, in the recording, I guess. I know a lot of people watched it already, so I don't expect this to have like so many views or, or anything, but I guess that's not the point. The point is I'm going to watch the card and just enjoy it. So there you go. Um, yeah, so let's get going. Oh, uh, yeah, another thing. Um, I put the, the chat now um, as a subscriber mode only. And that's because I don't want just anyone to come in there and just spoil the fight for me. You know what I mean? So I hope that people that su subscribe to the channel are civilized enough and, you know, people that I've interacted with, they are, uh, other than a small fringe minority of, of uh, you know, I'm not going to even waste my breath on them. Yeah, so, so yeah, um, I didn't want to completely disable it because I could have just done that. But uh, I think uh, it could be nice just to have some interaction with people that haven't watched it yet or they just uh, they want to interact without spoiling anything. You know, res respect other people, right? All right, so here we go. Where is it? So this is going to be the main card, so I'm going to start with uh, Hooker Poyes, right? Oh. Yeah, just th they're showing now just uh, the trailer, like highlights from uh, Hooker, nothing crazy. I'm just going to, you know, just have a little chat in the meantime, like, um, yeah, this past week I've been like... Uh, very busy with stuff. I didn't even manage to put my short uh, form content out there. Usually when I do the videos, I kind of clip uh, things for TikTok, for my Instagram and Twitter, and I was like so behind and I didn't. But in my main channel, in the YouTube channel, the predictions are out there. 
so anyone can go and check uh, to see what I thought about the fights and all these kind of things. And I hope to get a little bit of ahead of schedule next time so that I can just batch my content and be able to put it out uh, a bit more regularly. And uh, yeah, I guess to spend more time on the, on the Twitter and Instagram. It's just uh, a matter of like, do you really spend the time to create the, the content or to make sure that people actually receive it in these platforms and, you know, you just have so much time to allocate these things. So it's just what it is. Now, talking about the fight, for those that didn't see the, the prediction for Poyes and Hooker, I give uh, the fight to Poyes personally. I think that uh, he's uh, so good on the ground, the way he finds those knee bars. He was very res resilient and had a good chin as well in some of the fights that uh, he had where he was uh, hurt and just kept going, got dropped several times. And so is Hooker, but uh, Hooker, uh, when he's hurt, he tends to keep standing up and gets hurt more until he eventually gets dropped. He doesn't, you know, um, he doesn't rely on the grappling to kind of mix it up a little bit and save his chin during the exchanges when he's hurt. So I'll have to to favor Poyes on this one, though, uh, if I remember correctly, he's uh, the underdog, odds-wise. You know, and uh, you know, Hooker he has the experience advantage. He's been through wars, and uh, when it comes to the striking, I would have to give him the advantage. You know, he's been there with very, very elite guys, has good timing. Very, um, he varies very much his attacks too, right? Knees, calf kicks, hands, long combos. He he. Yeah, I think he does his best work when he overwhelms people with long combos. I really like that. But, uh, you know, for Hooker, that he's been in the top 10 for a long time, fighting in a ranked guy, for him this means anything. I'm sure he wants the W, but it's not the biggest fight of his life. As opposed to Poyes, this is the biggest fight of his life because if he beats uh, Hooker, he's just in the top 10 of the best guys in the world. Right, so this is the hardest fight he's ever had. Is they coming from different places in terms of motivation, right? I'm just gonna keep an eye on the chat just once in a while. Okay, okay. Hopefully, Poyes don't let me down. You know, gotta gotta pick some uh, underdogs here and there, and uh, we'll see. He looks good, lean. And that's another thing too, is like when when you're someone like Hooker that's been through war and put his body through so much, how many injuries do you really accumulate when you go in, you know, before fights and training camps? We've seen, uh, if you remember the Barboza fight, Hooker, like, Barboza put a beating on him, which was like so hard to watch. Like his body literally just broke down. Yeah, the the Poria fight as well, just so much uh, long beatings and stuff like that. So his style is not the best to have a longer career, to be honest. And the thing about Poyes too is like he doesn't really need to 
to like uh, score a traditional takedown on uh, on Hooker because we've seen that uh, Poyes uh, would also pull guard if needed and that's a much easier position to get. You know, you could be in a 50-50 position and just pull guard, you know. So if he if he gets beat up, he always has that option and it's a different kind of game when you have someone that uh, it's really good at those uh, leg locks uh, and uh, and knee bars because as a someone so think about it this way like um MMA fighters have to spread thin their time in practice because they have to do wrestling, jiu-jitsu, striking and so on. So when you have to spread your time you basically going to put your time in things that that are the biggest threats or the high success most common things. Right, you're not gonna learn how to defend a twister, you know, because it's unlikely that it's ever gonna happen. They're gonna teach you how to defend, uh, you know, like uh, single legs, rear naked chokes, arm bars, this and that, the most common things. So you don't spend as much time in practice doing defending people that find knee bars in so weird positions, you know, especially when you're someone who's not a grappler to begin with. So as he progresses, he probably is more well-rounded on very common attacks and not as much as uncommon attacks, as opposed to someone who comes from a jiu-jitsu background and has years and years of practice, right? All right. They're showing the stats now for the fight, so it's going to start soon. Minus 150 favorite Dan Hooker, 130 underdog Poyes. Like, Hooker just a little bit taller, 32 years of age, Hooker. And 26 for Poyes. Bruce Buffer is going to introduce now. One of the things as, as well here is um, like the New York Athletic Commission is very well known for fucking things up when it comes to referees and stoppages and these kind of things. So I'm always a little bit on the edge when I see fights being uh, hosted in New York. Um so I hope that uh, we don't see that in this card. I'm actually wondering if after the main card is done, if I'm going to watch the uh, the prelim as well, which I should have done technically before, but I just want to see. Um, first of all, I don't want to wait any longer. I already waited one day to see it, so I just want to get straight to the main card. And then I also want to see like um, how the stream does, if people are here or not. Worth my time to do the prelims as well and, and watch... Uh, fucking uh, meatball fight uh, and all these kind of things. Reyes, the Reyes fight could have been nice in the prelim, so uh, that probably I'm going to check. <coughs> I wonder as well, because uh, Easy is on the main card, right? I wonder if they train together as well, or if he had a different type of training camp as opposed to hooker because I guess they probably needed different things I don't know if they sparred and stuff alright, it's about to start hooker, boy yes I'm gonna give you the countdown so that you can sync it if you're watching it alright round number one 4 minute 53 52 51, 50, 49. Okay. So we have Hooker in Orthodox and Southpaw is Poyes. Hooker starting very long, pumping the jab, some leg kicks. He's uh, 
trying to impose the distance, and you can see already Poyes trying to advance with the checks, not giving any free leg kicks. A lot of feints. Poyes again with the check. He knows that uh, the leg kicks are a big part of Hooker's game. Just getting a feel for the distance, they're exchanging both high kicks here, but no big commitment for either fighter. Now he really is on Poyas to, to close the distance and go close. They're also not, not throwing very fast, everything like, looks like half speed. You can see the defense of Poyes. He's not giving him free leg kicks or free front kicks. He's making sure that he's defensively sound. Again, again, going out of range, not let any of those leg kicks land. Okay. A lot of front kicks uh, and kicks uh, by Hooker. Now Poyes has the oh, Iminari roll by Poyes goes for the leg, but Hooker is pulling away. Oh, he still has the leg though. He's gonna work from there. Oh, here we go. Let's see if how can defend how Hooker can defend. He's rolling. He's giving up his back here. Poyes has to be careful. But this is uh, his bread and butter here. He's again. He's pulling that leg. Oh, he's gonna start to extend it. Hooker knew this was coming. He's uh, triangling his legs now to defend and prevent the extension. But you know, Poyas spent so much time in these positions. Poyas has two on one on the hand of Hooker. He's trying to free up the legs. Working in this position that I'm sure Hooker doesn't spend as much time in here. He might end up on top here, uh, Poyas. He's again. He's freeing up the leg. He's working on it. Or oh, if if Dan cannot uh, cannot free. Oh, he's going for a heel hook here. Hooker is trying to defend. Oh, there is also one minute fifty three on the clock. Fifty two, fifty one. Poyes is is uh, is working on that leg, and now they're basically kind of stalling with a uh, one minute thirty-seven. Hooker seems fine, but you you have to wonder if the judges are gonna score this as a effective grappling because it's a submission uh, attempt, quite a prolonged one, as opposed to those few like calf kicks and jabs by by Hooker at the beginning. Oh, now you see. Hooker is on top now. They change the position, and uh, Poyes has a uh, one butterfly in. And now they they disengage. Poyes on his back and Hooker on the feet, calling him up. Now they're both standing up. One minute to go. Fifty-seven seconds. Fifty-six. Fifty-five. Again, the Eminari roll misses this time by Poyes.
Well, the hooker showed that he can could uh, defend that particular position, and Poyes showed that he really wants it on the ground. He's gonna keep Iminari rolling his way through it. They're standing now. Nothing major happening. Cross lands by hooker on the chin. If Poyas can score a couple of strikes here, he can maybe steal the round. No. This is going to frustrate Hooker for sure. Yeah. End of round number one. Yeah, you have to see who... Because Poyas is the one that got closest to close the fight. So he has to be effective grappling with the result. Um, so... Obviously, if it was a 100% effective result, it means the fight would be over. There would be no need for scoring. So, of course, it's an attempt. Of course, it means it wasn't finished. So, you have to see how the judges see it. I don't have the significant strikes landed. Let me hear the corner one second. Okay, corner of uh, Poyes asking for jab jab uh, left hand and to start punching him and kicking him. Don't over worry on the ground. I will have to see the significant strikes, but uh, I would have to give this one to Poyes just because of the effective uh, grappling and getting close to finish the fight. Now, Hooker again with the pressure. Now going a little bit closer, Poyes shooting but missing the shot. And now Hooker is letting his hands go a little bit, landing. Still controlling the center is Hooker. Poyes with the body kick, the exchange kick here, misses the high kick Poyes. Now Hooker pressing against uh, the cage with the striking, tries a high kick, gets blocked. But this is where Hooker does his best work when he gets opponents against the cage, lands a cross to the chin. Hooker. Cross again through the guard. Hooker is doing very well now. Jab to the face by Hooker. Shots again. Poyes misses. Oh, Hooker lands a nice left hook to the chin. Now he's getting the momentum of the fight. Jab to the face by Hooker. Much more experienced striker, as you can see. He finds his spots in the guard, but again, Poyes just needs one. Shooting for the ankle is Poyes. He has the ankle. He's turning it into a single leg, pressing a Hooker against the cage. Hooker is defending, going for a guillotine. Oh! No, uh, Hooker is on top. They disengage now. I think he's complaining about an eye poke, Poyes. He's pointing at his eye. Body kick by Poyes. Low kick by Hooker. Tries the Iminari roll. Barely. Doesn't work. Three minutes and ten on the clock. Three minutes nine, three minutes eight, three minutes seven, three minutes six, or round number two. You can see Poyes frustrated. He dies for the ankle. But uh, Hooker gets free. 
they're in the open. Poyes again, faking that uh, shot. Again, dives for that uh, low single Poyes, but doesn't get it. Hooker calls him back up, 2 minutes and 27 seconds around at number 2. So far the round is all hooker here. Single leg by Poyes. Hooker is defending and sprawling. So now we have Poyes in a title position. He has a hold of one of Hooker's leg and Hooker is elbowing his side and punching his side. And these are shots that, you know, uh, judges are going to have to score. Again, desperately going for that Ankle is Poyes, but it doesn't work. Left hand by Poyes lands. They're both in the open exchanging. Ooh, that seemed to have bothered Poyes. It was like a push kick to the to the body by Hooker. One minute 30 on the clock, round number two. The referee calls uh, Poyes up. Poyes seems very frustrated by the fact that he's not getting these takedowns and the, the fight is not going his way now. Trying all sorts of things to close the distance. Push kick again by Hooker. Oh! The fight is stopped! Ah! <laughs> oh, I guess I was wrong on this one. Bloody hell. Yeah, you could see that the first time... Uh, the Poyes was really bothered by the push kick. Maybe, you know, maybe it was some sort of injury or maybe just a nasty push kick. Don't know. But uh, the second time was was uh, enough and uh, the referee called it. Wow. Good for Danny Hooker. He needed a good uh, a good win, you know, to get some momentum back. I uh, feel sorry for Poyes. This is what, it was an important fight for him, but let's see here. Yeah, it was a push kick, but... Interesting stoppage, though, because usually this kind of kick just uh, knocks the wind uh, out of you, right? Straight to the solar plexus. But uh, if you maybe have, like, uh, some issue with ribs or something else, that might be, might be enough to take you out of the fight. Bloody hell. So I guess not a great start for my prediction since uh, since uh, already wrong on this one, but it is what it is. Now, uh, referee is calling the winner. Bruce Buffer is announcing it. So all then Hooker wins by TKO this one, round number two. Nice. Let's see the interview.
Oh, Hooker is very, very, very happy. Yes, he imposed uh, his range, his right, used those kicks, and uh, there was that. But, you know, Poyas put him in that position, and Hooker showed that he could uh, defend, you know, that uh, leg lock attack that he was, uh, you know, he was defending in the first round. So it's not like Poyas didn't get the position that he wanted, and just Hooker proved that he was able to be a step ahead and defend. So, good. Well deserved W. I wonder who they who they can give to to Hooker next. Anyway, so now they're showing uh, the highlights of uh, Frankie Edgar. This is gonna be his uh, retirement uh, fight. Again, I don't pink I don't uh, pick Frankie to win. I think that Gutierrez is gonna get this one. He's uh, too long. Uh, with his attacks, he has great footwork. It's hard to shoot on him because he's always moving. Has a very good uh, corner. And uh, yeah, very elusive with the movement. And Frankie has been knocked out a lot recently. And, you know, he doesn't cut a lot of weight. He's small for the division. And he does his best work on the inside, you know, with the short shots, with the hands. He has uh, He has success with that. But uh, again, he has to eat some shots on the way in against someone that, uh, you know, kicks, kicks, uh, and then by the time you 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 close the distance, he already moved his feet because of the footwork, and yeah, we'll see. But uh, but we'll see. He has the experience advantage for sure. He's been there so many times, Frankie. And against uh, Cheeto as well, he was taking him down. So I think that uh, if Frankie is to win this fight, he has to uh, to try to take down Gutierrez so that uh, the judges can can give it to him if he gets some ground and pound going, control him, don't let uh, those kicks uh, be his advantage, basically. We are seeing now some of the highlights by uh, Gutierrez. A lot of unorthodox stuff, spinning kicks, side kicks to the body, really extend his shots. Like you can see even the way that Frankie shadow boxes, like everything is like short uppercuts, hooks. Yeah. He he chose as a retirement fight, uh, something that is quite uh, difficult for him, but we'll see. Megan Olivia here. So we see who's gonna walk to the cage first. Yeah. Madison Square Garden packed. Okay. All right, so we got Gutierrez uh, walking to the cage. We'll see. I have mixed feelings about this fight because I was wrong about the previous one, so I really would like Gutierrez to win at this point. But uh, you know, you cannot dislike Frankie Edgar. So I, you know, if he 
I think either person wins, I'm happy. Do you know what I mean? So we'll see. Also, like uh, with this uh, kind of uh, live streams, it kind of makes sense when you have uh, um, like uh, more subscribers in general so that you can get the interaction factor, right? Because uh, I guess that's the whole point of doing a video live as opposed to doing it, uh, uh, just recording it and posting it is the interaction factor. But uh, I don't want to wait till I have like uh, hundreds of thousands. Uh, I think uh, uh, it's good practice anyway. And... Uh, I'm watching the card uh, regardless, uh, so that's that's quite good. And uh, um, as well, doing the the live stream is a bit harder because uh, with YouTube you have some latency, and as well, if you're not a big channel, the quality of uh, of the stream when you see it live it goes down a little bit. So there is that aspect that you sacrifice, but. Uh, Again, uh, I think you get better at things when you do them rather than not do them. So um, I think that I want to get it uh, right from the beginning so that uh, by the time the, the channel gets some growth consistently, then uh, it's much easier to pull it off, you know. Now Gutierrez is in the cage now and we're just waiting for Frankie. Oh, he's bumped up. He's running, jumping all the way around. Yep. Whatever he has left, he has to live in this fight. I've seen a lot of uh, people in the previous fight as well picking uh, Poyes uh, to win, so I think that fucked up a lot of parlays for a lot of people that put money on this. Oh well, it is what it is. I'm just reading some of the tweets. It said someone put it, uh, $10,000 for Frankie to win by decision. Possible if he if he has a if he imposes the grappling, you know, controls the fight. But I expect uh, I expect uh, Gutierrez to do the same that uh, Hooker just did. So just extend the kicks, move, and frustrate the person that wants to grapple. So Gutierrez uh, is the favorite, minus 240, and Frankie is the underdog, plus 
plus 200. Height advantage for Gutierrez. Reach and uh, weight pretty much identical. And as well, it's it's not only about uh, the reach uh, itself, but it's like also how you extend your shots because you can extend them all the way or you can just uh, throw them more snappy without getting the full extension. It just, there's different ways and you can see Gutierrez really, really extends uh, his uh, strikes. Plus when, when, when Frankie has to punch up, uh, this makes his uh, reach a little bit shorter too. Now Bruce Buffer is announcing the fighters. I wonder what uh, Frankie Edgar is going to do after this fight. I don't know if he has anything lined up. Uh, I haven't followed what, what he's been up to, you know. Maybe he's going to open his gym, coach, find a promotion where he can commentate, I don't know. So many fighters now, you see, they, they open up YouTube channels uh, after they're done, uh, which is great, you know, adds more variety to the space, so it's great for the audience to have more people to choose from when it comes to commentary. Kevin McDonald, the referee. We're about to start round number one. Frankie Edgar against Chris Gutierrez. I'm going to give you the countdown in a sec. All right, round number one. 4 minutes 57, 4 minutes 56, 55, 54, 53, 52. Here we go. Gutierrez controlling the center, moving, switching the stances, extending the jab. Frankie as well with the lateral movement in an orthodox stance. Fainting, moving his head. Exchanging some low kicks. A lot of feints from both fighters. Long jab by Gutierrez. Both fighters in the center. Just uh, filling each other out with some low kicks, some jabs. And loads of feints and head movement by both people. Oh, almost spinning elbow there by Gutierrez in an exchange. Oh, calf kick strong by Gutierrez, Lenz. Spinning attacks by Gutierrez. These are the kind of things that Edgar can take uh, advantage of when... Uh, Gutierrez spins and exposes his back. It's a good moment for a wrestler. Frankie trying to, to close the distance with the head movement and with the feints. 3 minutes 20, 3 minutes 19, 3 minutes 18, round number 1. Gutierrez with his back. Close to the cage. And Frankie controlling the center. High kick by Frankie. Blocked. Faking the hands is Gutierrez. Ooh, oh my god. There it is. It is uh, Gutierrez with the 
knee to the chin of Frankie. Well, I guess I was right about this one, but still, poor Frankie got KO'd over and over and over and at the end of his career. Well, that's, I guess, it's what it is. Well, I have to see it again. It was, uh, j I think, a jumping knee to the chin. That's, that's the thing about Frankie. He stands a little bit uh, square, which opens up the attacks in the center line. And uh, if you if you spend a lot of time in that range, being the shorter guy, you don't move your head, or in as well you're closer to the ground just because of the height and everything else. Against someone who's really good at these kind of things, it's a it's a big danger, and he paid the price. You can see now Gutierrez giving the respect to Frankie and hugging him, saying something to him. It is what it is. Frankie has nothing, nothing to prove uh, in the sport anymore. He's been through so many wars, you know. Win or lose, he showed up. He took a fight that was hard, you know. Those of mutual respect and sportsmanship, you can see. I'm curious to see the replay. All right, so so far my prediction one wrong, one right. Maybe next time when I have more time, uh, uh, I could uh, pick as well the prelims. To me, again, it's like it's also a matter of uh, views. If I pick the main cards and I get like less than 100 views, I'm not going to pick the prelims because I know there's going to be even less, right? Not everybody's interested in those fights. Oh, perfect timing. Perfect timing by Gutierrez. They're showing the replay now. And Frankie was kind of like ducking down, turning his head, and just Gutierrez just timed perfectly a, a front left knee to the chin, and yeah. Yeah, when you're already short, you don't want to duck against a taller fighter that uses knees and kicks. And he seemed like uh, Frankie didn't really see it coming because he was kind of turning his head, maybe even closing his eyes. But you know, it's uh, it's easy to say when everything is said and done, but when you're there, everything is just so fast. Oh, now Bruce Buffer is uh, announcing the winner. Yeah. Man, this card is going to get short if they keep uh, <laughs> knocking people out like this. But at least, you know, we've seen some uh, some good finishes. Uh, I want to hear what they say. Jorogan is interviewing Gutierrez.
He's talking about how his uh, mom and his uh, coach have cancer and this gave him motivation for this fight to bring everything he had. Yeah, he sounds a little... Yeah, Gutierrez is saying that he comes from uh, nothing and he is, it's a dream for him to fight in Madison Square Garden and yeah, he just seems to be uh, a bit shook by the whole experience. Now watching the replay again, it seemed like uh, actually it wasn't the front kick. It seems like it was the the back kick that he landed and then ended up in uh, the opposite stance. I would have to watch it again. Either way, I think uh, front or power knees, he would have knocked people out. Oh, no, now Jarogan is interviewing Frankie after the knockout. Classic. I can understand, you know, it's the end of his career, so you want to let him... let him talk. Just uh, Joe Rogan saying about the accomplishment of Frankie Edgar. Telling how, how much love he gets and so on. Obviously Frankie didn't want to lose that fight. Wanted a different ending but he has a lot of love, he knows. You can see Frank is uh, is uh, sad, but uh, he's uh, handling very well. And Joe's just basically saying that no matter what Frankie chooses to do, he will eventually get success. He gets a lot of love, and uh, that's the end of the career for Frankie Edgar. Ah, uh, it is what it is. I've seen a lot of people Frank uh, picking Frankie too. Um, seen on social media predictions. Uh, Leading into this fight was a hard fight. But yeah, it is what it is. I mean, like uh, as you as you age. Uh, uh, you start to have uh, such a disadvantage in terms of miles uh, on your body and as well the sports evolves and the younger kids got to learn from your experience and experience of your opponents and and uh, they become sharper and sharper as the sport is getting more popular because it's still evolving so it's uh, very hard to keep up a performance uh, as you age and obviously you get the the Glover sometimes, uh, these kind of people that can put it off. Uh, but uh, even there, you always have the struggles. Even Glover got uh, KO'd and defeated by uh, Gustafsson, by Anthony Johnson. And yeah, it's ups and downs. 
and you gotta wonder as well when you see these uh, these fighters that uh, start to be in their uh, mid to late thirties. Uh, like for example, even John Jones. There's gonna be a point where John Jones, no matter the talent, is gonna start to not have the edge that he was uh, famous for. You know, that's the great equalizer. Is a uh, father time. So we'll see. Oh, they're showing some Poirier highlights. Uh, oh, yeah, because the fight is next, Poirier-Chandler, for sure. This is, to me, this is the, the main event, the banger, I think. Not only for me, but I guess for so many people. Because uh, the main event, Easy and Pereira, you know the Easy is going to try to put it to a decision, so he might try to control the pace and outpoint and all these kind of things. So it might not necessarily be a war, but this poirier uh, Chandler can easily be a war, so we'll see. Also, uh, I'm definitely gonna do a video about it eventually. I heard uh, yesterday uh, Ariel Elwani he published something regarding what was it? Conor McGregor, McGregor and Charles Oliveira 170. Seems like this thing is happening. Uh, I think it was in June or somewhere in the summer next year, 2023. And I'm like, once oh, okay, first of all, I'm happy for Charles Oliveira because that means a huge paycheck and uh, obviously he I de he deserves nothing but but the best such an entertaining and diverse champion, you know, a 170 against someone who's been bulking up a lot to be at 170 and perfecting the grappling and everything else, which is Connor. I wonder how Charles will be at 170. Hard to know, but he's taking time off too. Like they were, I think, offering him some fights or something. He said like, yeah, that he just wants to take time off. So that would probably be one of Charles' most important fights of his uh, life in terms of uh, they could really give him a lot of hype um, if he defeats Connor, obviously possibly opening up a rematch, depending on how the fight goes, which would be even more money for him. So, great, you know. It's a great, great opportunity. I just uh, wonder how his uh, body would be and everything else at 117 plus. That's the thing too, it's like Charles gets dropped on uh, every fight and uh, Connor is not the kind of guy that you want to get dropped by, especially at 170. He's going to probably have so much... Uh, uh, muscle and power and all this time off he took to you know to heal his body it's you know charles has to perf uh, perfect his uh, defense you know anyway other than this uh, little talk let's talk about actually what's coming here they're showing chandler obviously plenty of highlights the guy is just insane and in this fight uh, i am picking poria i think that uh, Chandler is just not uh, enough defensively sound and uh, Poirier is a bit more technical in the exchanges, a bit more diverse, he has good calf kicks, good hands and he uh, just uh, doesn't give you a lot of openings, right? We've seen Poirier struggling against the grapplers, obviously Habib and uh, Oliveira, but Chandler doesn't have that kind of submission threat, so he cannot exploit that weak point. So which other weak point does Poirier have? I mean... He has uh, this thing where he struggles against when his back is against the cage, fighting uh, with someone throwing long combos and overwhelming him. So he does very well when he has time to think, 
so he can be technical, you know, someone throwing one, two shots at a time, like you've seen Connor in the open. He has all the space to move, all the time to think. He's not being overwhelmed. That Poirier does his best job there. But uh, when he's against the cage, we've seen against uh, um, against a hooker, he was just unloading combos and they were landing clean, you know. And uh, Poirier was uh, was so much more hitable in the, in that particular situation. Long combos against the cage. But uh, Chandler is not famous for those uh, long combos at all. He just uh, picks bombs, throws one bomb at a time, hoping that one lands. And as well, uh, in the last fight, we've seen uh, Tony was beating him to the punch. A lot of the times, if you've seen the round number one, Tony was having the better of the boxing exchanges against, uh, against uh, Chandler. And uh, he he dropped uh, Chandler too. Chandler gets dropped as well. Almost uh, every fight he's in, you know. So you gotta give the edge to Poirier. But that being said, Chandler can make it happen. You know, he can land something something insane. And I think people are so worried about the hands of Chandler that uh, this open up his kicks, as we've seen in the Tony fight, right? Because he's just squatting down, like looking for bombs, and you so focus on his hands that the, the legs can uh, can land, you know. I really would like to see him throwing some uh, some head kicks here and there, you know. Also because sometimes Poria, when he gets out of the pocket, he tends to drop his hands just going out of the pocket. So I would like to see him maybe uh, maybe throwing, throwing a high kick in one of those moments, kind of like um, the Liggy Lespie fight, right, where that person just covers distance for the high kick and... Uh, yeah, and just catches at the end of the pocket the opponent. All right, we got Chandler in the cage now. Looking, of course, in great shape. Pumped up. Didn't take crazy damage uh, in uh, his last fight. But Poirier is uh, just so durable and with that uh, championship mentality. And he's been through in the cage with guys that just have ridiculous power like uh, obviously Connor and all these people that you like oh you shouldn't get touched by these people and Chandler is kind of the same you cannot get touched by him but uh, he's always being composed in those situations so I have to give him the edge I've seen very few people picking Chandler in this fight to be honest I wonder what would uh, what would be in the in the grappling uh, department because obviously Chandler is so physically strong and and such a good uh, wrestler, but also Poirier is a black belt. I know people make fun of his black belt because saying that his ground game is not that good, but you never know. I really hope that Poirier doesn't try to pull off some guillotine or something like that because he usually never gets it and just uh, loses position with that. And in a three-round fight, you cannot have too much, too many mistakes happening, right? Now you have uh, Cormier commenting on, on Dustin Poirier because they're both from Louisiana, so obviously it's his body. I'm waiting to see when Poirier starts to have some uh, some proper sponsorship in the octagon for his sauce. You know that he makes makes a spicy 
sauce. But that's that's so clever though because people com complain about uh, fighter pay in the UFC, but the thing is the UFC spends so much money on marketing and showcasing you to the world that the real money is in using that leverage in marketing to sell your products or sell something, some of your side hustles or whatever, like this, the way Connor did with the whiskey and uh, so on. It's just uh, use use that visibility that's given to you. If you just fight, it's hard to, to make long-term uh, money with that. Anyway, Bruce Buffer is about to introduce the fighters. Michael Chandler here, underdog, 180 underdog, 23 wins, 7 losses. I hope he made some sort of adjustments to his style. I don't mind him looking for a bomb because he obviously that that can work, but Try something different first, you know. Minus two ten favorite Poria. Twenty eight wins, seven losses. as well always in great shape he's very used to make that 155 cut now I think the round number one is when Chandler is the most dangerous so we'll see Demir Aliotto the referee okay round number one I'm gonna give you the countdown soon let's go Oh, you can see Chandler means business. Okay. Round number one. 4 minutes 57, 4 minutes 56, 55, 54, 53. Chandler against Poria. Chandler controlling the center. They're both in the center now. Low kick misses by Chandler. Very wide stance by Chandler again, hopping in and out as usual. Poria in Southpaw. Chandler is trying to control the, le the lead hand of Poria. A lot of respect from both fighters. Oh, cross by Chandler. He's looking again for the big shots. Now they start the boxing exchanges. A lot more kicks by Chandler. Body kicks hurts three in a row by Chandler. One landed and two blocked. But I like that, that he's diversifying. Goes for the shot. Poria defends. I like the, the, the diversification by Chandler here. Cross to the body by Chandler. He's the one landing the most shots now in these early exchanges. Jab to the body by Poria. He's giving, Chandler is giving him more things to think about. The body kicks, the shoot, shots... Body kick again by Chandler. Low kick. Good, I like this by Chandler. I'm not I'm not worried about his attacks, I'm more worried about his defense. 
Poirier is the one trying to get the timing here. Aggressive, Chandler as always. He's pushing uh, Poirier against the cage. Here is where he tends to get hit. Oh, cross by, by Chandler again. Two free right, right hands in a row. Poirier has to get off the cage. Right hand again. Poirier is in trouble. He's a high guard, but he's open here. He's trying to find his counters, but he's not moving away from the cage. Good by Chandler. Chandler is having the be better of these exchanges. He has to push him against the cage again. Oh. Now Poirier with the power hand. Two straight shots. Oh. Beat him to the punch, Poirier there. Bombs by Chandler, but he misses them. Body kick by Chandler again. He's trying to hurt Poirier early, but with more diverse attacks this time. Poirier now lands jab. Low kick by Poirier lands. Poirier is being composed, he's picking his shots here. Chandler fakes the shot, tries to go on top. Pressure against by Poirier. Oh! The Chandler lands right hand. Dirty boxing by Chandler lands. Poirier is against the cage, bobbing and weaving. High guard, having trouble. Chandler diversifies, gets the takedown. Great fight IQ by Chandler. He's on top now with Poirier on the bottom. I'm telling you, when, when Poirier is against the cage, that's where he's so vulnerable. He's been exposing that before. Now in half guard, Chandler so heavy with his base. He's trying to work a Kimura, doesn't have it. Poirier with the back against the cage is gonna well walk here. Hands are together by Chandler, trying to control the posture against the cage. Poirier is not out yet. One knee on the ground and Chandler takes his back. One hook in. No, now he doesn't have it anymore. Just uh, controlling with his hands together the posture. Now, against the cage, pressuring Poirier. He's trying to break the grip. Oh, Chandler takes him down again. This is a, t a good 10-9 by Chandler. He slams Poirier again, hits him. Nice. Poirier, again, looking for his shots now. Chandler used a lot of energy in those exchanges, though. Chandler against the cage is getting hurt now. He's blooded up in his face, throwing bombs. He's been a bit sloppy here. Poirier again with the back against his cage. Oh, right hand by Poirier hurts and drops Chandler. They're exchanging in the center now. Bombs by both fighters. Everybody is exchanging strikes. Oh my god, this is wild. <laughs> Chandler with the back against the cage, defending, bobbing and weaving. He's bloodied up. Big strikes by Poirier land all over the place. Hooks, right hands on the chin. Oh my god. Chandler is a mess now. He's not able to defend. This is his defense. He doesn't work on his defense. End of the round. Now Chandler, bad body language, on squatting down against the cage, face all bloodied up. Literally, Chandler did amazing. And I think Poria stole the round in just the last moment. Just because look at the damage on the face of Chandler and he got dropped. So you, you have to give this one to, to Poria for sure. He almost finished the fight here. Bloody hell. Chandler did the adjustments when it came to the striking. He, he took advantage of the cage. 
He diversified with the kicks, with the grappling, everything. That was perfect. Just no defense from him. And when he gets hurt, he's just he he is not good at preventing follow-up shots. But that definitely that first round I want to see again because he had his very very good moments. But I think we've seen that uh, that uh, Chandler has the, the grappling uh, advantage here, the way he controlled him and took him down. You know, if, if I am a Chandler now, I am grappling a bit more this round and taking the round off to just get time for the chin to recover a little bit and then take a little bit of the second round off with the grappling and then the third round just push it. Okay, round number two. 4 minutes 53, 4 minutes 52, 51, 50, 49, 48. Chandler against Poria. In the center again. Now we'll see. They start a little, a little bit slower, but Chandler is blooded up already. Looking for the bombs, pushing Poria against the cage, going for the grappling. Poria is defending, but he, he got picked up, and now Chandler put him down. Exactly. Go with the grappling, take the round off. Good fight IQ by by Chandler here. I didn't hear what the corner said to him, but full guard, Chandler on top, controlling now Poria, landing shots. He's not looking to pass now. Elbow from the bottom by Poria. Four minutes and one second. Four minutes. Three minutes fifty nine. Three minutes fifty eight. Now, Poria is trying to push on the head, create some distance, but he's not looking for sweeps at the moment. He's throwing his legs up, looking for a triangle possibly. Oh, Chandler is all bloodied up. Maybe from one of those elbows. Seems like he got worse. Oh, he's giving up his back, Poria now. Chandler on the back now. One hook in. He's looking for a seatbelt grip. He's getting it. Yeah. Got a seatbelt here. But nose dropping, the blood <laughs> dropping all over the nose of Chandler here. He has one hook in, looking for a rear naked against the Poirier, doesn't have it, he's not under the chin. They're close to the cage. And now the blood is making everything more slippery, it's gonna be harder to get that kind of a uh, choke. They're hand fighting here, one hook in for Chandler. Two minutes and, and 50 seconds. He's flattening Poria here. No. Is it uh, two hooks in? Hand fighting. Oh, the Poria is signaling the ref that everything is fine, but uh, Chandler is on his back here working on a rear naked choke, and uh, Poria is defending. There's a lot of time on the clock, two minutes and 30. And he's been submitted by these kind of things before, so interesting that Chandler went there. But either way, this is, uh, you know, effective grappling by Chandler and as well he is taking the round off, not taking any damage here. So this is great for Chandler. One hook in, still working on the rear naked. It's important that he doesn't uh, tire his arms out here squeezing in, in if he doesn't have it under the chin. He has to be clever.
But again, by black belt like Poria, you would imagine better escapes here. Back against the cage, hands together by Chandler. Poria is trying to wall walk here. Back to his feet, but uh, he's he's having a hard time. Chandler is controlling the wrist. And now Poria is working on a Kimura from full guard. No, no, he just let it go. He doesn't have it. He's getting his face punch in. Poria. To be honest, uh, if uh, if Chandler puts the pedal on the gas here, this could be a 10-8. There's a lot of uh, control and damage by by Chandler. Yeah, actually, Joe just said it. Pori has to be careful here. A lot of short shots, hammer fist by, by Chandler. They're talking to the ref about something. I think controlling the gloves or something. But yeah, Poria is struggling to improve his position and Chandler is landing some bombs now here. Poria has to be controlling position and improve or control the wrist. The the ref is in a bad spot here. Poria is, uh, is struggling here. Uh, I mean, you don't want to leave it in the judges' hands here because you could have some crazy judge start to give him 10 eights here, right? And then it's a problem. I mean, you, you would expect uh, after Pori has been is a black belt and has been through so many training camps against grapplers like Habib and like Oliveira, you would expect him like a better repertoire of sweeps uh, and stand-ups. But uh, Chandler just controlled him like he was nothing. And... If I'm Chandler, I'm doing the same again. You know what? Forget about bombs. Forget about the striking. It's like the guy's got nothing on the ground. Like, we, we've seen it now. And he ate so many shots, Poirier, now those uh, those uh, ground and pound shots. You know, let's hear the corner. The corner of, of Poria is a saying, staying off the wall. This was in my prediction too, by the way, saying that he's not good when he's against the wall, Poria. And again, the corner of uh, Poria is is a saying, it's 1-1. One, one. And I understand that, but uh, also let him know it's a possible 10-8. So it's not an equal 1-1. One, one. So be careful with that and have some urgency. Anyway, considering that Chandler was the underdog, 1-1 is great. Very good by Chandler. I like that uh, we've seen improvement by him in terms of attacks. Now they're both in the center. Round number 3, 4 minutes and 47, 46, 45, 44, 43. Chandler against Poirier, number 3. Okay. Exchanging strikes in the center. But you can see as well that Chandler has spent a lot of energy. I think Pori is a bit the fresher fight, even though he got controlled. Also about how hard they throw too. Okay. Head kick gets blocked by Poria. Oh, blocks the shots. Tags uh, Chandler, 
Chandra again gets jabbed to the face. Chandra, with longer combinations, I like this by him, tries the shot in the open, single leg. Poirier is defending. He's sprawling, but he picks up Poirier. He's so strong, Chandler. And gets his back again. In the Oh, he gets reversed. Now Poirier on top. It looks like in half guard, he's a ground and pounding Chandler. Chandler is giving up his back here. Poirier gets the grip. Triangle the body. Working a rear naked choke. Oh, what a mistake that was. A seat belt grip by uh, Poirier. The hand fighting in the center with so much time to go. Three minutes and 24 seconds. What a mistake there was. And with the, with the body triangle like that, I don't think Chandler is going anywhere if he doesn't turn into him. Chandler has a two-on-one grip. He has to... Oh, now Poria is attacking the choke. It's not under the chin. It's, a, it's over the chin, but it's nasty. He's squeezing now. Oh, Chandler is stopping. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Great resilience by, by Poirier, honestly. I was just uh, shitting on, on his jiu-jitsu, but, uh, <laughs> you know, offensively he had something, you know. But uh, Chandler made it a close fight, you know. He brought the fight, he showed the improvements, which I'm very happy to see. But when you see that body triangle and the fact that as well... Um, Poria wasn't tiring his arms, squeezing when he didn't have the choke in the earlier rounds, so his his squeeze was a bit more fresh. And I didn't see it completely under the chin, as I saw it the first time. So let's see the replay. But as well, I think uh, the nose of Chandler was a mess too, uh, with all the blood and so on, so I wonder how he was breathing already, you know, and then someone attacks a choke like that. Let's see it. Here doesn't see him under the chin. He's working on it. I cannot see it from here. Oh, yeah, it go goes under the chin at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes under the chin at the end. He no he's not even hiding the hand. The top hand is actually on the forehead of Chandler, but he's under the chin. He's squeezing, and that's it. That's, that's enough. Good. Okay, so one prediction wrong, two rights. Okay, okay. But definitely an awesome fight. Either way, like, awesome, awesome fight. And now there's going to be the bathroom break of <laughs> Esparza against Willy. I hope Willy brings the fight, but most people tend to not want to be close to Carla so she cannot uh, shoot. So usually there's not a lot of close action, but we'll see. Demir Liotta is, uh, is calling the winner of the fight. Poria is talking a lot to, to the referee and to Chandler as well. I don't know what he's saying. I'm thinking of maybe having another coffee. Two minutes and round number three. By rear naked choke, Poirier, the winner of Poirier against Chandler. There you go. Joe Rogan coming for the interview. Mutual respect between Chandler and Poirier, of course.
Let's see what Boria says. Uh, Jaroga, uh, so Poria is saying that uh, he was complaining to the ref because Chandler put a uh, finger in his mouth and, and basically fish hook him to improve his position. So obviously legal technique. And he was complaining to the ref. Yes, Poria admitting he was uh, in trouble against the cage, not seeing the shots properly. Yeah, they're just uh, discussing the finish and how he get, got the body triangle to set up the naked choke. Yeah, talking about the durability of Michael Chandler, how he was able to take the shots and even Pori was surprised. <laughs> Pori talking about people discounting his jiu-jitsu. Well, but you have to. The guy is unable to stand up back on his feet. What are you going to say? You know? Sure, he got the rear naked choke. Good. Work on your stand-up and, and, and your sweeps. Oh. They're trying to isolate what uh, what Poria was complaining about, about the fish hook, but uh, we still haven't seen the footage. They're looking for it. Yeah, the transition there. Good, good reverse in that case by, by Poria. He was able to reverse because uh, Chandra got his back. He was keep going for the back, but he eventually got his back taken. That's life. Karma. Just showing the replay now, basically. Poirier uh, getting attacked by Chandler when he Chandler had his back. And Chandler tried a lot of things. He tried to, you know, get the rear naked. He tried more diverse striking and all these kind of things. Uh, and uh, on the feet, uh, he had a lot of moments and exposed a lot of holes by Poirier that we've seen it kind of exposed before, but people don't really talk about it a lot. The thing about him getting uh, hit a lot against the, the cage and, and so on. I wonder who they're gonna give uh, next to to Poria and also to Chandler. Chandler is uh, no matter who you put him against, he's such an uh, entertaining fight every time. And I, I gotta say, between the two, like I expected Poria to be to be good and durable and composed and all these kind of things. And uh, between the two fighters, I think Chandler is the one that got the most improvement. 
the way he fought, the way he showed his fight IQ and everything else. I think he's showing the improvements. It's just that the defense, he's so offensive-minded and aggressive that I think uh, more work on the defense, uh, uh, as boring as it may sound for him, probably it's what he needs to really go to the next level, you know? Now we see Whaley getting ready to walk to the cage. That's a slow-paced walk. Focused. And uh, for this fight, I picked uh, Whaley to win, in case you haven't seen the prediction. Uh, and I really... No, no, not only I picked her to win, but I want her to win. I think she's uh, the real champ. I think uh, it's pretty much well known that Carla Esparza basically got the belt gifted um, to her by Namayunas just because Namayunas didn't fight uh, at all. So the judges kind of like had to judge whatever little thing was going on and gave the belt to Esparza, which didn't have uh, an impressive career by any means compared to uh, her competition. So I hope that uh, Willie really makes a statement and, and really proves that that there's different levels and imposes the striking. I don't think Esparza has the defense to deal with exchanges for five rounds if there is prolonged, if there are prolonged striking exchanges. That being said, I didn't like at all when Willie was pinned to the mat by Namayunas and unable to get up to her feet against someone so so skinny as uh, and not as physically strong as Namayunas, not like a pure wrestler, let's say. So she has to show that she improved her her stand-ups and sweeps and all these kind of things. Because if not, you risk uh, giving some 10-8 rounds there to Carla that always hunts for the takedown early. So she's so good at getting split decisions and just doing the bare minimum. So bad for the sport, to be honest. <clears throat> and yes, I understand that uh, there's, uh, you know, there's uh, this grappling and everything else, but there's different styles of grappling, and her style of grappling is literally called doing the minimum. That's why you get a split decision. So you're giving the fans the minimum as well. It's bare. Could you could barely call it fighting, basically. That's what I mean. What? Am I seeing this right? They made the underdog Wei Li 380 and 310 the favorite Esparza. Wasn't it the other way around? I swear it was the other way around for for a very long time, unless some new money started pouring in for Esparza or something happened. There is some insider knowledge of something going on with Wei Li. Wow! Ah, I should have put more uh, put money on, on Wei Li. Like... Bloody hell. Those odds. I think she's going to make a lot of people happy. Well, it is what it is. Esparza is very, very one-dimensional. If she doesn't find her takedown, She's going to have a very hard time. And even when she finds the takedown, sometimes she gets uh, bloodied up because people cut her fro from the bottom and so on. And most importantly, she doesn't have a proper five-round 
fight experience in sense of five round war, five round high pace exchanges. She doesn't have that. So being like a wrestler that really wants to pu- push the pace and uh, spend a lot of energy, it's how you're going to do when you don't have that experience. While Wei Li has that experience with uh, uh, Joanna, with uh, Rose, where he went the, the distance with a lot of exchanges and high pace. Doesn't matter if it's wrestling, striking, but a lot of energy spent overall, right? And the resilience and durability and all these kind of things. I think if, if Wei Li manages to impose her range and stay far away and frustrate uh, Esparza to the point where she started to do uh, some of her uh, more vulnerable striking where she start to blitz and, and get frustrated and do everything to cover the distance no matter the opening she's giving that's when Whaley can really counter hard but uh, you have to to make her come to you because she will give you the opening Esparza will give you the opening but you have to make her come to you And I personally would not invest a lot of on the low kicks because they don't count a lot because they are cumulative uh, strikes in the in the scorecards. And uh, Esparza used them to uh, to shoot takedowns as opposed to high kicks. High kicks, you have to give it a bit more respect because a high kick can actually knock you out. So people are more wary about trying to trap a high kick or trying to shoot of a high kick or, or things like that. They get a bit more respect. And Esparza seemed to be very, having a lot of hard time against the uh, high kicks. I've seen so many times she was like open with her hands out of position, not even blocking the high kicks, almost eating it clean. So uh, if I'm Whaley, I'm blasting some of those for sure. But look at the difference in the body. Like Whaley is so much physically strong. You can see. As well as sparring with guys is a. Uh... Oh, okay. Now the now he shows a minus three eighty the favorite Wei Li and three ten the underdog Esparza. Did I see that wrong the first time? This seems to be right. Good. So favorite is Wei Li. Awesome. What did I see? I'm gonna have to watch it again. Now Bruce Buffer is introducing the fighters. Wei Li against uh, Carla Esparza. Yeah, I was saying, like, Wei Li, she trains with uh, with the guys uh, in uh, sparring. She trained wrestling with uh, Sehudo, obviously, which is a very, very high-level wrestler. And, and yeah, when you, when you spar with guys... It's a, they have a better reaction times. They have more uh, power. Obviously, you try to to um, don't use it as much in uh, in sparring, but still, they're gonna have an advantage in speed, in reaction times, in durability, in uh, in power, everything. So she's preparing for war. Obviously, making herself the better version. Of, you know, we seen her against the Francis Ngannou. How strong she was, like lifting him up uh, in the air. With a high crotch, so even even uh, if 
if Esparza tries to take her down, she might have to to deal with someone who is very physically strong. <laughs> good, good, good. As well, Whaley is so so likable in general, like such a respectful fighter. You can see Esparza here, very serious. She's the champ champion. And uh, you can see how the odds give her no respect whatsoever because uh, she is not the real champion. Let's, let's be honest, we know what's up. That being said, because of the odds, if she wins, she would make some people happy. I guess a minority of people, but, you know, could get a nice payout. I think her mounted crucifix is very nasty if she gets it. Okay, we're about to start. Fighters are going in the center of the octagon. Here we go. Weili Zhang against Carla Esparza for the title. Okay. Give you the countdown. Round number one, four minutes and 57, 56, 55, 54. Whaley controlling the center of the octagon, pumping the jab. Going in boxing range immediately is Whaley. Closer than I expected. Esparza on the back foot. Inside the low kick lands by Whaley, still looking for it. Orthodox against Orthodox. Esparza with the lateral movement, fainting. Whaley is imposing the jab, beating her on the way in. Showing the jab and going with the inside low kick again, Whaley lands. Fast jab she has. Again with the inside leg kick, Whaley. She's using the hands to set, set it up. Esparza is faking the shots but still moving. Hasn't found the range yet. Inside leg kick lands again by Wei Li. Just much slower strikes by Esparza, you can see it. More labored. It's just, I think uh, Wei Li could overwhelm her. Body kick lands by Wei Li. Just because of the speed of the strikes. And the volume as well. She's pressuring Esparza way much more than I expected. Oh, again, better boxing by Wei Li. L that inside leg kick, Esparza has no answer for it. He's not even shooting on it. I think because it takes your base away, right? Because you, you want to shoot forward and, and lands it over and over again. Cross to the body by Wei Li. Start to put some, some power in those punches. Awesome start by Wei Li. Great. And that's a thing too. She knows she has the cardio. She's been here before, so she knows exactly how to pace. You know, she's uh, not afraid to open up because she knows she has the cardio. So she's let the, those hands and kicks go, putting the volume in there from round number one. Don't give three rounds away because of low output. Spars are now doing very little and not checking those kicks at all. 
Oh, hands. Oh, that head kick again. See, barely blocked by, by Sparza. Sparza takes a leg. And now she's on top in the center of the octagon. Whaley on the bottom. She's trying to turn into Esparza and take the back elbow to the head of Esparza. Esparza now is is turning on side control against uh, Zhang. They're both standing up. Weili is almost taking her back. Two hooks in by Weili, but uh, Esparza is trying to turn into her. She's on her hip and Weili turning again. And now she has full mount. But they're still turning in transitions and Weili is on the bottom now in full guard. One minute, 45 seconds to go. I mean, if I'm Weili, when I can disengage, I disengage. She tried to took the back of uh, Esparza and now she's on the bottom getting elbow. This is what Carla wants. Terrible decision there for, for Whaley. Don't even think about the back. Now, Whaley is controlling posture. She's uh, getting her butterfly hook back, controlling with the overhook and having wrist control. You can see improved guard by Whaley, but I want to see her getting up to her feet. Oh, she's using that now. Up kicks by Whaley, creating the distance. Technical stand-up, it works. Good technical stand-up there by Whaley. Both up to her feet. Cross lands by Whaley. Much better. One minute on the clock, round number one. And Esparza got nothing there. She knows now that Whaley is going to stand up when she gets the chance. She's not going to accept the position, okay? Whaley knows she survived now. Body kicks gets trapped now by Esparza. Those kicks. Esparza on, on, uh, on an ankle here. Whaley takes her back again. Disengage. No. Weili controls uh, inside control. Strong base by Weili. Elbow here and framing the face of Carla Esparza. Esparza tried to hip escape to bridge. And Esparza now in half guard. And Weili on top, dominating with punches and elbows. Now uh, Weili on the top in full guard. Esparza controlling the posture, trying to go for a sweep and, and preparing an armbar and doesn't have it. And Wei Li on top again. Four seconds at the end of the round. This is a 10-9 for Wei Li. But we know a lot now, right? Awesome. Awesome. We know that Wei Li can, can grapple. I don't like that, that she's she's uh, messing too much with taking the back and these kind of things because you risk her getting reversed. Esparza has nothing against her on the feet. She has nothing. All she's doing is trapping the feet to desperately go on the ground. Okay. And that head kick, you cannot forget this, almost landed. She blocked it with one hand, which, you know, it's not enough blocking a head kick with one hand. You can get your your balance knocked off like that, you know, against someone who's a power striker. All right, let's see the replays. Whaley beating her to the punch, much more technical strikes, more straight, better timing. The body kick gets trapped. And uh, when Whaley knows it's trapped, it, she tries to get on the ground on her own terms with a better position. All right, num round number two, Whaley Zhang against Carla Esparza. Let's go. Carla had her moments there. So we'll see who makes the better adjustments. Round number two, four minutes and 54, 53, 52, 51, 50, 49. Here we go. Whaley against with the pressure, pumps the jab. Let's see if she goes back to the inside. Yeah, there it is, inside leg kick again. Jab, 
all day by Whaley. Exactly, see? These are the untechnical blitzes of Carla that she did. She got countered easily. Called that in my, in my prediction a couple of days ago. Carla with a shoot shot and Whaley sprawls and gets the better position. And he's, she's working on taking the back of uh, Esparza and grappling again here. She's basically in, in, a, in a crucifix but from the back of uh, Esparza and he's under the neck of Esparza here with, uh, with the right hand. So she could start to work on a choke but... Oh, she's working on it. Oh, Esparza taps! Whaley by submission. Yes, she had confidence in her grappling. I, I didn't uh, have that much confidence in Whaley's grappling. I was like, the striking is working. Stay on the striking. But Whaley, she knew she made improvements and she wanted to prove it. And wow, proper champ. Proper champ, well-rounded. Nice. Always improving her game. And uh, very, very, I'm very impressed, honestly. Oh, we have the new champ. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So far, what what have we got? Uh, I got uh, a free prediction to one. Uh, so free predictions right, one wrong I got. Okay, it's okay. Now we'll see the main event. Interesting the, the way she got the, the choke as well. It was this crucifix from the back. And uh, and Carla had really no way to defend here because all her hands were trapped. One hand trapped with the uh, with the legs. The other one had wrist control. And the, the, you can also finish it here if you put the the hand behind your the back of your head and then use the back of the head to pull the hand and that creates a squeeze too. Nice. Whaley very happy. Awesome. Awesome. And and that's the problem when, when you're a very one-dimensional fighter like uh, Esparza is that people know what to prepare for in training camp and uh, you have nothing to fall back on because when Esparza saw that she wasn't having that easy time on the grappling, she had no striking to fall back on. She could not just adjust her game plan. She had She was the worst fighter. We knew this coming in and uh, the odds knew it and she just proved it. So we have the rightful champ being champ. Awesome. Nice. Okay, I'm curious to see the interview. I guess we want to have the translator here. Joe Rogan interviewing uh, Wei Li Zhang. Joe is asking how good it feels to be champ again. (laughs) 
Waylit uh, is uh, showing improvements in her English too. She, she tried uh, her best with uh, her English to say she trained so hard to, for this to come back. Man, improving the grappling, improving the English. She's on fire. Awesome. She's uh, thanking her supporters, family, fans, showing respect. Awesome. She's saying something quite long. Let's see. So she's saying that uh, she got uh, a lot of support in China and now coming to Madison Square Garden, she feels she had almost the same as uh, if she was back home in terms of support. Asking if she expected uh, to win by submission. Yeah, she says she has so many ways to to win uh, to win fights, and submission is one of them. Oh, she's still saying something here. talking about uh, everybody experience failure and uh, just to keep going what you, you want and eventually you get it and there you go awesome awesome oh Jorogan is interviewing Esparza too asking the thoughts on the fight and surprises Yes, and she knew that uh, Willie would be strong, the, she, the grappling improved, and she knew she would have good striking, and, you know, she's fighting the best. Just what it is. Yeah. Well, so I guess uh, now we have uh, Alex Pereira against uh, Israel Adesanya. They're going to show probably some, some trailers and highlights uh, and whatnot. And um, yeah, for that fight, uh, I picked uh, easy. They're just showing, showing some of the people in the crowd now. Justin Gagey, Volkanovski. Awesome. Yeah, I was saying about the, the easy Israel Adesanya against Alex Pereira fight. Uh... I think that uh, 
Israel has the most uh, MMA experience, the most five-round experience, and uh, he has improved so much uh, since uh, the chaos he suffered. His style actually is uh, is different too, if you look at it. And back then it was a different sport, different rules. And uh, both fighters improved since then, but we've seen the improved version of Alex Pereira struggle against Bruno Silva, while the improved version of uh, Israel Adesanya barely gets touched by anyone, being that uh, Whitaker, Cannonier, uh, Romero, any of these fighters. So I have to give the the edge to Israel. And I think that if uh, at any moment he feels in danger, he would uh, also be able to diversify and go to the grappling because he's been working on it uh, the longer. And I think he normally doesn't do that because of his boxing, kickboxing pedigree. He brings the fight where he has the advantage. Most of the time he's striking. But I think in this fight... If at any point he feels he's losing the exchanges, he's just gonna switch it up and see the and we see the grappling. That's my prediction. So we'll see. Maybe he just wins the all the exchanging he doesn't need to, but we'll see. And you can see the definition of the joy of Alex Pereira. Do you see you seen that? That is the uh athletic commission guys putting the Vaseline on his face and you can see the definition of that jaw, man. It's a different genetic. <laughs> You know, th- this guy is is uh, made to fight. You can see, like, serious as hell. And that's the, the thing, too. Like, fighting is uh, physical, but it's also a lot mental. And you can see this guy is is made for that. And he's uh, serious and aggressive and br- resilient. So, we'll see. The way he finds that lead hook as well. He finds it on so many people. It's a bit of a weirder angle compared to what you normally see. And the fact that it's not only the physical strength, but is uh, if you land on your on your first two knuckles and you net land on the chin, that even adds even more power. And most people are not able to do that because you know things happen fast, and if your land is already great, let alone landing on those knuckles, but uh, and and the proper spot you want in the chin. But some fighters just have the precision. Now we can see. Pereira is in the cage and Israel is walking now. He's just showing some uh, some footage. Making a bit of a show, I suppose. All the arena is red with lights. Packed. Good. They're just uh, showing uh, uh, in the main screens some of the highlights of uh, Easy, some of his B-roll. And now we can see finally him walking towards the cage. And I think he wants to prove, he wants to get that uh, knockout moment back, you know, because he got a bit humiliated, he got made uh, fun of, but uh, Pereira. So I think, from an emotional point of view, he really wants to put a beating on uh, on Alex and show that he's the better fighter. Normally, he's just happy to get a decision, but I think he is a bit more invested into this fight because of that reason. So we'll see if that, this changes anything in his fighting style. 
Now, we've seen uh, that uh, he had, uh, during the waiting, some mark on, on uh, his uh, shin. So I think that's uh, possibly from getting uh, low kicks uh, checked in training camp. So obviously the kicking game is a big part of his game. We'll see. And he faints more than Pereira. He switches his stances more. We'll see. And, he, and Adesanya hasn't taken a lot of damage, so I would imagine that his uh, chin, everything considered, is uh, is quite fresh. And it's hard to hit him clean now because of how he moves and uh, his head and his uh, feet. So that could take some of the edge of the shots if he can roll with them a little bit and see them. Now let's see. I wonder if uh, Adasanya is gonna get the, try to get the respect early by by hurting him early with something or just be all the way untouchable on the outside from round one and let him know that that's how it's gonna be. I want I want to see if uh, if Pereira lands something on Easy if Easy grapples immediately or if he just goes back to creating space because if he grapples grapples immediately you know that's how it's gonna be for five rounds. Same, uh, very close age, very close height, pretty much everything. But uh, you have to think as well about how much they're cutting the weight. I think that Pereira is cutting more weight. And I, I think he might as well fade towards the, the later rounds because of this, if he goes to five. I don't think easy cuts that much, to be honest. He's thicker, and you can see Glover in the in the in the corner of Pereira as well. So, you know they've been working together, and can get uh, championship level advice. You know, but you can see that Easy is not goofing around, making his uh, little dances and stuff. He's very very serious in this fight. I can see why. Bruce Buffer is uh, introducing the uh, the fighters now. A lot of big stares from both fighters. They both mean business. It's really a matter of uh, if uh, Pereira was able to improve his uh, either takedown defense or or the the way he gets up and the sweeps and and one not but you cannot become a black belt in one year two years you know it's like it takes a while so no matter your training camp uh, you can't really fill those holes and just Adesanya has been training ground game for much much longer and more actively 
Pereira is the underdog, 180-185. Not many fights in the UFC. That's a thing too, you know? And some of the fights he had were competitive. He won them, but, you know, he's he's more hitable than uh, Adesanya. And Pereira, I think, is the most dangerous with his hands, while uh, Adesanya, I think, uh, he's dangerous with both. I think he's uh, he can head kick people, knee them, you know. He has a good question mark kick too. Very, very good repertoire of strikes. But yeah, physically... Uh, Adesanya doesn't seem quite as thick as uh, Pereira in terms of uh, the frame and everything else. I can't wait for this one. Uh. Yes, Pereira is so much bigger now that they're close. Okay, I'll give you the countdown when it starts. All right. They say Pereira waited about 220 pounds after rehydrating and so on. All right, round number one. Pereira starts with a jumping push kick, four minutes, 56, 55, 54, 53. Easy, lands a leg kick. They exchange the leg kicks here, both in the center. Easy switching stances, again with the leg kick. Both with the hands uh, quite uh, low and long. You have uh, easy switching, giving him different looks, pumping the jab. Low kick slants again for easy. Lot of lateral movement for easy, fainting, giving him different looks. Pereira is just waiting, measuring with his lead hand, landing a low kick again. Pereira. The size is, uh, you can see it very clearly here low kicks by Pereira as well he's fainting too faints from both guys very technical exchanges here easy with the feints again low kicks land by Pereira seems quite evenly matched so far in the exchanges Pereira goes for a high kick it's blocked Easy is trying to counter the low kicks by, with hands. Both had a fairly good success so far in these exchanges, quite evenly matched. Not particularly high paced. They're exchanging, but no one is being frantic or reckless. They know it's an important fight and they're giving respect to the opponent. Easy with a question mark going high. Nice head movement encounter by Israel Adesanya. Lands the right hand clean on the chin of Pereira. Pereira takes it. 
Jab to the body by the Sanya lands. The feints of uh, Israel are, have been a problem for uh, Pereira. You can see he's reacting a little bit to it. Yeah, even now Joe is calling it now. He, especially when he gets hit, he has to respect the power. If he gets hurt, he has to react to the feints. It's hard not to. Looking for the lead hook is Pereira. Doesn't, doesn't find his range. Israel again imposing the the range. You can see how he extends his lead hand back against the cage. He's he knows he has to move now. He has good octagon awareness. Normally, creates a space and he's out away from the cage again. One fifty-seven on the clock. High kick blocked against by Pere by Pereira. Israel with a jab again. Oh, high kick. Block only one by hand. But Israel almost eats it. Body kick strong by Israel. Lands on the liver of Pereira. They exchange kicks again. Israel is getting blitz here, controlling the hands, moving away from the cage. Body kick lands by Pereira. Impo again, it always extends that hand, uh, Israel, to get the, the range and keep the distance. He doesn't want to be in boxing range up close with Pereira at all. It's a close in exchanges here, but so far I will give it to Israel. Double, double up the jab, Israel. Good lateral movement by Izzy. Body kick lands by Pereira. Oh, he almost hits that left hook. He's almost walked into it. Oh, jumping knee by Pereira. So close. Israel now is, is in the range that he doesn't want. He's too close to Pereira now. He's grappling. He's in a 50-50 position. Has his hands together. Getting pressed against the cage by Pereira, which is dirty boxing with one overhook and dirty boxing with the other hand. Knee, strong knee by Pereira in this position. We have one underhook by Israel pressing Pereira against the cage. Head position, the disengage, jab by Israel. Five seconds on the clock. Jab. Oh, cross left hand. Oh, that combination at the end. Bloody hell. That combination by Israel lands. Jab, cross, left hand, clean on the chin of Pereira, which was shook just at the last five seconds. Wow. We don't know how hurt he is. He he was not moving his, uh, his head. His ear is bleeding. Yeah, this is 10-9 uh, for, uh, for Israel. And... Uh, what Pereira can do, he cannot really rest his chin now. Let's see. Okay. Oh, so the, the jab missed. The right hand of uh, Israel landed on the ear. And then this left hook land, landed on the chin. 
And you can see the, the, the legs of uh, Pereira go there a little bit. He was also a bit square, though, so it might have been a balanced thing, too. Legs very close together, tall stance. So if, if Easy doesn't put the, the foot on the gas, which I can understand in a five-round fight, maybe Alex will have the time to recover. Now, round number two, four minutes, 51, 50, 49, 48, 47 of Israel Adesanya against Alex Pereira. Adesanya with the back against the cage. He's moving. He's getting more more comfortable now. He had a good success in the first round. You can see the confidence here. Good lateral movement, pumping the jab in Alex's face. Hook again. Like Adesanya is having the better of these exchanges, but he has to get away from the cage. You cannot play with, in this range with someone like Pereira. Now, okay, we can see wrist control by uh, Adesanya was controlling the hands of Pereira, trying an elbow there. Jab by Adesanya lands. Right hand by Easy. Pereira with no success so far. He's looking for something with the Israel against the cage. Israel is always reaching with his hands, trying to control the wrists. Looking for the hook again is uh, Pereira. Back to the center of the octagon. Working the jab against is easy. Three minutes and 39 seconds. But again, Israel is backing up with the back against the cage almost like voluntarily, it seems like. He's controlling the one of the wrists of uh, Pereira with the lead hand and looking for the straight left. High kick gets blocked again by Easy, but he pumps the jab. It's just the timing, he then the rhythm of it, right? He throws at all the times. Reaching again with the lead hand is uh, Easy. Jab, strong by Pereira. Easy is moving, getting the respect now. He's respecting the power of Pereira. Jab against works by Pereira, lands. Easy, now he's getting hit against the cage. Strong knee by Pereira. He's framing Easy now. And here, he, Pereira can work the advantage of the size here, framing uh, Easy. But Easy has one underhook and one necktie, seems like. Controlling the bicep on the inside is Easy. Pressing Pereira against the cage. He drops down now. Easy. For a takedown, picks up Alex, but it doesn't work. Back to the same position. He might want to disengage here, Easy. Yeah. Ooh, strong right hand by Easy Lens on the chin. When disengaging the clinch, kicks so much diversity from Easy, giving him all sorts of different looks. But again, Pereira is not foreign to being hit. We've seen this before. He's more hitable, it's normal, but he always has that power. Jab by Pereira against. Easy has to get away from the cage. This is not good for him. Gets jabbed again. He cannot move uh, his head as good when he's against the cage. You you can only move laterally, really, for the most part. Exchange jab. Low kick by Pereira lands. Low kick by Easy lands. Oh, Easy seems like sleep. Knee to the body takes Easy 
And back to the same position is uh, clinching again. Israel pressing Pereira against the cage. One minute and seven seconds on the clock, round number two. Okay. It's the same position over and over. He probably worked on it in training camp. It's an underhook with a, with a hand on the neck or bicep and, and head control by Izzy. Yeah, this round is closer, but it's still an uh, Adesanya round for sure so far. Double underhook by Israel here. Still wrestling. They disengage. Both in the center striking. Oh, head kick by Pereira. Israel is backing up now. We don't know how he took it. Jab to the body. Jab right hand. Israel again, he's trying to disengage here with the strikes. We don't know if uh, if he got hurt by that uh, partially block kicked. Pereira shoots for a takedown. Single leg in the center of the octagon. Israel defends, but he gets taken down with Pereira on top. One second left on the clock. But interesting that he chose to diversify. But again, under the scoring system, this doesn't count because uh, it's a takedown that doesn't lead to an attack. So it's not considered effective grappling. It's just a change in position. All right, going into round number three, I'm going to hear, listen to the corner of Adesanya. We're seeing some of the replays. That head kick was actually not blocked. Uh, he, he didn't like uh, land completely clean, landed with a foot rather than uh, the shin and just uh, partially. But uh, he, he must look out for that. I mean, here is the thing. We've seen that Pereira can take the shots of Adesanya, but we haven't seen yet if Adesanya can take the shots of Pereira when they land clean, right? And I don't like how he's been too complacent of being against the cage. Round number three, four minutes and 56, 55, 54, 53 of Adesanya against Pereira. Opening the center, feints and jabs again by Adesanya. I think so far is uh, two rounds up Adesanya. Inside leg kick. The exchange kicks here in the center. And that's the thing too with Israel. He keeps his hands down. So you can sneak a high kick on him if you're someone as good as Pereira, you know. Loads of fainting and exchange of kicks. Right hand again by, by Easy lands on Pereira. Every time he's in that stance, his power hand lands. Easy again extending with the hands. He has his back against the cage. High guard, jab cross. Hook misses by Pereira. He's chasing Pereira now, pressuring Easy. He goes for a takedown, gets reversed, and Easy now is in side control. And Pereira is trying to get up, maybe giving up his back here, seems like. Yes, uh, Easy is controlling the back now, no hooks so far. He's going for a. trying to get his hands together. 
and now Pereira is controlled and getting punched in the face and Izzy still has no hooks in Pereira is the controlling the hands but he's getting punched 3 minutes and 15 seconds on the clock Pereira is trying to get up grabbing the cage the referee doesn't intervene but he's still on the ground in turtle position with the back uh, took by Izzy no hooks yet okay one hook now no okay it's not in he keeps defending Alex but now one hook is in still getting punched loads of time on the clock here but he's he's trying to get up pressing against the cage controlling the wrist one knee so now he's on his knees but you can see Izzy still has his hands together and he's not willing to give up this position now back in the turtle position Izzy on his back but no hooks still punching one hook in now now no hooks Pereira is very good at uh, getting those uh, hooks away seems like but having a hard time to get back to his feet especially while getting punched and getting his wrist controlled and you have to imagine that Pereira is the, the most dangerous early but as he gets wrestled in a five round fight he doesn't have that experience and the power can fade away because of the weight cut because of the how he's getting wrestled here you know so easy is fighting a very clever fight very very clever by easy here to make him carry his his weight has the hands together he's he's pulling on Pereira back on the mat Pereira rolls for a leg lock doesn't have it he's in half guard now with easy on top one minute 20 on the clock controlling the wrist is Pereira full guard now by Pereira but he's uh, he's gonna lose uh, this round for sure and in my book that is free round oh elbow from the bottom by Pereira nice in my book that is a uh, free round for easy if nothing else happens here Pereira is trying to control the wrist, control the posture, landing some elbows where he can, but the thing is getting back to his feet is uh, is much more important here, but uh, with only 35 seconds on the clock, he's giving up the round here. He's uh, throwing his legs up, but uh, uh, Adesanya is uh, posturing up. Now he's up to his feet with uh, Pereira on the ground, controlling the ankle is easy. He's just gonna burn the clock here, just win the round. He's controlling an ankle, making sure he doesn't get up kicked. Uh, an axe kick to the body, and uh, and now Easy is controlling the back of uh, Pereira. He didn't like the axe kick, seems like. Wow, and and you gotta imagine that Easy here is fresh, you know, didn't take any crazy damage. He's imposing his uh, game, he's more diverse, he's winning the grappling, he's winning the striking. Fantastic. Three rounds for easy in my book. You can see the, the ear of uh, Pereira is bleeding and as well his uh, left cheek has uh, quite a mark, a bruise on it.
Let's see the advice. Now the corner of uh, Pereira is very, very frantic advice. I wasn't able to clearly understand what they actually want him to do. <laughs> Round number four of Alex Pereira against Israel Adesanya. Israel winning everything so far. Four minutes and 57, 56, 55, 54, 53. Here we go, back in the center. Again, feints. Jab lands again by, by easy. To the body, to the head. Pereira needs to have some urgency here. Leg kick by Pereira lands. Jab to the body lands by Pereira. Misses a kick. Uh, easy. Leg kick lands by Pereira. High kick gets blocked by Easy. Looking for that hook again is Pereira. Doesn't get it. Pereira is still not pressuring here. He's uh, he's in the range that uh, Easy is comfortable in, right? He's having a hard time to close the distance where he can lands those nasty hooks and knees. Long jab lands again by Easy. Right hand by Easy. Easy is getting pressed against the cage now again. This is good for Pereira. Easy with the high guard. Easy is making him miss. Looking for the jab cross all the time from uh, from Orthodox. Body kick lands by Easy. Question mark kick gets blocked by Easy. So much diversity. Push kick by Easy. And that jab cross from from Orthodox by Easy. He's looking for it and he's been landing it over and over. Now Pereira on the back foot gets body kicked. He might be tired here. He might be fading. Risk control by Easy. He's giving so many things to think about. It's just overwhelming him here. Low kick again by Easy. Lens. Giving him all sorts of different looks, moving the head. Jab, all sorts of boxing lands by Easy. Pereira is taking it, he's looking for his moments. He's frustrated, he starts to be tired and just not having success as he imagined. As well, the, yeah, you can see the reaction of Pereira now much, much slower. Easy is clinching with him, has a body lock. Two minutes on the clock and pressing uh, Pereira against the cage. Good head positioning. He's just uh, slowly beating him, basically. 
not taking any any crazy any crazy risks, don't make any crazy mistakes. He's fighting like a champion here. Like I'm talking about easy. Again, cl clinching against the cage. Pereira's getting pressed by Easy. Easy gets his hands together with an underhook and wrapping up the neck of Pereira. One minute and 15 on the clock. Right hand by Easy. He starts to let his hands go on the break. Now Pereira is pressuring him. He has urgency. Pereira is looking for something here. Easy back against the cage, gets jabbed by Pereira, low kick by Pereira, right hand by Pereira, left hook misses. Pereira again looking for the left hook, but uh, Easy ducks under and gets a body lock again. It's like a, it's a 50-50 position with uh, in the clinch. Oh, Easy almost trips uh, uh, Pereira. They are in 50-50 position with uh, 34 seconds on the clock. Easy pressing him against the cage. Drops under for a single leg is easy. Defending is uh, Pereira. Yeah, nothing there. Again, another round for for Israel in my book. Oh, looking for the elbow is Israel. In the open, eight seconds to go. Israel is backing up, trying to steal the round, basically. Pereira with the left hook, right hand. I have to see if, if that landed. But again, Israel, he's really inviting his exchanges against the cage. But that's where Pereira has the advantage. Because in the open, he's struggling so much with the range. And Israel is giving him the chance to get close in uh, when he's against the cage. Where his movement is more predictable. And I don't understand. I want to see if, if those landed. But th if they didn't land, they would still were very close. And you don't want to eat that from a 220 pounds Alex Pereira. You know, we've we seen with the Edwards-Usman fight, you know, someone can lose uh, the whole five rounds and then land something crazy. Some strikers are just are like that, you know. And you know, Pereira is not giving up on himself. He's just... Uh, he's frustrated... He's a bit more tired and he's just not having success so far. I wanted to see the replay of the of that exchange at the end. All right, round number five. This is, uh, again, easy all day. If you're Israel, you just uh, try to grapple. Honestly, just, uh, just burn the clock on the round. You don't need even to, to do anything crazy. I think he's just going to do more of the same. You can see low kick, body kick by Israel. But now Pereira has the urgency. He's, he's uh, going against the cage, pressure him with the striking right hand. And punches to the body by Pereira. But Israel is clinching, controlling the wrists. Pereira is desperate to close the range to make something happen here. Pereira with the pressure again. Easy on the back foot. Easy against the cage. It's a right hand again by Pereira. But Easy is clever here. He's clinching against uh, Pereira. Inviting the grappling exchanges and pressing Pereira against the cage with two underhooks. Hands together. Now a body lock by, uh, by Easy. 
Yeah, people didn't think that Israel would uh, would invite the grappling, but uh, he's a full martial artist. He just brings the fight to where he where he has the advantage. Oh, he did a, he, he, Oh my God, he's in all sorts, all sorts of trouble. He got a, a kick check and didn't like that at all. Now he's hurt. He's hurt because of, the, of that check. Something happened there, maybe an injury, and Izzy is trying to survive and clinch here against Pereira. Oh, my God. I don't think nothing major landed there, but Izzy was so hurt. He rolled on the ground because of that check. And we've seen the mark on the leg of uh, of Izzy going into the fight. Maybe some injury or something. Now, Izzy is trying to survive, and Pereira smells blood here. He's all over him. Three minutes and 23 seconds. Izzy with a jab, diversifying with a kick. But again, he he ends up against the cage and right hand by Pereira lands again. Right hand lands again by Pereira. That's not a range for Easy. It's a left hook and an uppercut. Oh my God. Why is oh, right, right hook? Hooks all over the place by Easy. He's almost, oh my God, he's hurt. Hooks and uppercuts all over. Easy is, is over. Oh my God, it's over. It's over. Pereira won. Oh my God, it's over in the fifth round. With a low IQ, easy, inviting those exchanges against the cage. And he was doing it even before being hurt. That was the only position where where Pereira could win. It was not in the open. It was against the cage. And just Israel kept going back over and over to that position. You know, it reminds me of uh, Anderson Silva. He always invites people against the cage moving and, and just easy doing that thing. And now, oh my God. This this makes for a good rematch, obviously, because you have someone who dominated the whole fight, winning all the exchanges, and then you have someone like Pereira, which just, for the whole five rounds, is a dangerous dude. Proved it. I want to see if they say something maybe about injury or something. Yeah, Adesanya was uh, protesting the stoppage because he was like, he was like uh, ducking and moving his head. But again, he was not even looking at uh, at uh, Pereira anymore, being hurt by all sorts of punches. And I guess that counts as not uh, intelligently defending yourself when your head is all over the place, you know, eating all sorts of shots and not even looking at your opponent. And wow, wow. Like, what Easy had to do was just to grapple and burn the clock in this round, you know? He was able to get to the, those clinches. He was not even taking, trying to take him down much, but he stayed in the open, took that uh, that risk. Something went wrong with the leg there, seemed like, and uh, and just once Pereira started smelling blood, it, it was uh, not good. And, and just... Uh, Israel in those exchanges being way too comfortable being with his back against the cage because the same thing happening in the open I think that Israel survives
good. People having money on Pereira, I guess they made uh, they made some good money. I, I'm sure they were sweating for five of those rounds, <laughs> knowing that he was making nothing off of it. But way, he really he really found his spot. You know, you only need a couple of big shots, and uh, he found them. Not quitting on himself. And obviously an entertaining champion, man. Just having a couple of fights in the UFC and getting like a title like this. Wow. Now Joe Rogan coming to interview Pereira. Fifth fight ever in MMA, Joe is saying and asking about the run to the title. Pereira was apologizing for the trash talk, saying that uh, now they're showing the replay now, getting the reaction for it's always the lead left hook by Pereira. He he literally was walking into it, you can see the weight, and the uppercut, the right uppercut was nasty too. Yeah, he said he trained uh, very, very hard with Glover for this fight. Saying every day he was going for fights at the gym and it was obviously a hard five round fight. He's ready for the next fight. Congratulating him for becoming a new champion and the fact that it was only his fifth UFC fight. <laughs> He's thanking Joe Rogan for believing in Alex Pereira from the, the beginning. And he's the champion. Wow. Definitely making the division interesting. People were bitching about the fight of uh, Izzy being uh, boring, the way he fights on the outside, but not this champion. <laughs> you know, he's a finisher.
Yeah, like uh, Pereira was uh, obviously spending some energy dealing with the uh, wrestling. But uh, other than that, he didn't really open as much with blitzes or long combos and he had plenty of gas tank for the end. And uh, oh, you can see even now he has a bit of trouble walking because easy, like beat his leg, beat his body. Really, he wasn't just head hunting. He beat him ev everywhere, put a beating on him. So, well, I guess uh, that's it. So, how ma how many did I get uh, right and wrong? Was it like uh, three three rights and two wrongs or something like that? So, I guess uh, something similar the the, the last time is it. Uh, what, something like 60% or something? I will have to make the exact percentage. So, well, that was it. Uh, very, very happy with the card. Very happy with uh, seeing uh, new champions, obviously, Wei Li and, uh, and Pereira. So that's uh, awesome. Uh, I'm going to try next time to do it, uh, like to do the live stream, obviously, when it's happening and, and uh, not the day after. It's just that... Uh, I wasn't able to stay up that uh, late and all these kind of things because of the schedule, the things I was doing, as well as publishing the shorts um, prior to the fight to make sure it gets uh, out there. But overall, it, it was very fun and uh, it's always great to make things for the channel and this, this kind of things I could watch all day. So that's that. And uh, thank you for watching. If you're seeing this now, if you're seeing this uh, later on, uh, maybe I'm going to clip some of the reactions because some of the fights were quite entertaining. And uh, I guess I'll see you next time. Bye. Oh, I actually have to end it from here. <laughs>